Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. And I'm Tom Scholey. Gonna be taking a look at some Virgin Jack Kirby artwork today here on the channel. Gotta let you guys know that we have a Patreon and the King Kayfabers on the Patreon get access to all our videos way well before anybody else. Mitigates the Kayfabe effect. The book that we're going to look at might be semi-rare. I, I can't imagine there are too, too many copies mm -hmm. of uh, the book out there. So the King Kayfabers are getting first dibs on the aftermarket. But the videos are brought to you by the books that we make. And uh, guest host uh, Tom Shioli has produced I Am Stan, a graphic biography of the legendary Stan Lee that is going to be coming out towards the end of the summer, August, I believe. He is also the creator of the Jack Kirby biographical comic, Epic Life of the King of Comics. Uh, he is the cartoonist behind Fantastic Four Grand Design, Godland, GoBots, American Barbarian. 25 years of comics making uh, in this guy's in this guy's bibliography. Uh, Jimmy's going to have Street Angel, Princess of Poverty coming out this summer. It's a companion piece to Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. Jimmy's the cartoonist behind Hulk Grand Design and the artist behind the Plain Jane's Shoujo manga. A couple big collections coming out in uh, 2023 from uh, from myself, Ed Piscor. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus, 504 pages with 140 pages of additional content is going to be out in time by the, for the holidays. It's collecting the four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree that have been on the racks for uh, the past decade. We're celebrating 10 years of Hip Hop Family Tree, 50 years since the birth of hip hop. Uh, there are three volumes of X-Men Grand Design that we're collecting uh, through Marvel Comics uh, for the holiday season into the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy uh, that you're going to be able to get your hands on in time for Christmas. Uh, there are two volumes of Red Room trade paperbacks out there as we speak. Uh, and starting uh, in May began the last season of Red Room Comics, Crypto Killers. This is the cover to issue number one, and uh, it'll be coming out on a monthly basis. Here's the cover, Red Room Crypto Killers number two. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Each of these issues is completely self-contained. That goes for all Red Room comics. So if you see one in the dollar bins or something, scoop it up, give it a shot, you dig it, grab another one, man. And uh, and so it goes this thing of ours, man. So, Tom, let's take a look at some Virgin Jack Kirby artwork. Uh, we're taking a look at the complete Jack Kirby volume one that encompasses the time period of 1917 to uh, 1940. And within these covers, we are going to be looking at the first 125 pages of Art and Story by Jack Kirby, the King of Comics. Man, this has been collected uh, through Pure Imagination, which is the Greg Theakston kind of vanity press. Yeah, this is like early 90s, late 80s, something like that? 97. Oh, 97, okay. Yeah, so uh, Greg Theakston, controversial figure to say the mm -hmm. least, man. And in order for him to... Uh, this is like... Uh, this kind of pre-photoshop yeah. uh, in terms of the collecting uh, of this artwork and you notice that it's uh, pure black and white mm -hmm. and uh, the way that you get there uh, with these comics these old timely comics and stuff the way that you get there the way that you get the color off of this he had some arcane process that he called theakstonizing that had to do with like pouring bleach on an actual printed comic uh so yeah. he had to destroy a comic you know like a, a very expensive golden age comic yeah. pour some bleach on it you got to bake it in the oven uh put it through some rigmarole and then it turns it white takes the color Ta out yeah it takes the color out and just leaves the black line it's kind of, kind of like you know having something sitting in the sun or something right but it's also it doesn't 
the fidelity, you know, it, some of that black is going away. It gets, sure, yeah. it gets muddy. Like these are not the greatest. Uh, his his process became the standard for a while, and those early like um, uh, Marvel masterworks and stuff, they were using the theistenizing process. Is like, that true? Yeah, he likes he kicked that whole thing off. That's amazing. I just automatically assumed that they had film negatives and and uh, photo stats of yeah, the artwork. There's, there's like the. Um, like when they would do like the boys ranch and yeah stuff, like those marvel kind of thing yeah they were they were theistenizing so, so this is how we get to say that it, there's art from 1917 in the mix right this is from that like what's that the the, the, the boys the, brotherhood the, republic yeah these were like the little cartoons he would do the the editorial cartoons the stuff that interested him as a kid man the shit that was floating down yeah. the the, the gully the, the, yeah about to go in the in the trash there's a couple possible wonder stories they say that might be the one that kirby fished out of the gutter comic strips that he's building before the advent of the comic book we're looking at 1934 yeah. 1935 the big willies of uh of comic strips you you already have established man yeah. uh you have you have how foster who's uh started his his mm-hmm. adventure strips off already man you've got uh alex raymond uh in 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 the Right? Like, Alex yeah. is still doing his thing. Yeah. Now, um, this one right here is of note, because this is like, you know, just sort of like a family life kind of comedy thing. But I, th- I think Kirby's drawing from his own, you know, you can kind of get a sense of like, maybe his house, you know? I always love the dialect in old comic strips. Yeah. I've wrapped up Red Room myself, my contribution to it, man. So I've become a, a daily comic strip uh, creator. And uh, just reading through all these old daily sh- strips, man, there would be dialect in all of them. Whether yeah. it's Lil Abner and Dogpatch or... Uh, Dick Tracy in the heart of Chicago, like yeah. there's there's dialect in there, and I'm 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 made it a point to give all of my characters some some verbiage. Yeah, E. C. Seeger is like the big one I think of with that stuff. Uh, uh, all of them, man. Walt Kelly. Yeah. So yeah, here's Kirby's in betweening. So this Famous. was like the the test, the pencil test you would take to become an in betweener. What comes between here and here? What comes between here and here? So Jack Kirby drew this and this. And yeah. you see, you see some Kirbyisms in there. You see some Kirby <laughs> hands, some you know, little bits, huh, man? Uh, there were those like info comics and those like yeah. Ripley's Believe It or Not type comics. Uh, he's playing with a lot of pseudonyms uh, before he right. arrives at Jack Kirby. Yeah, and, and some, editorial some that... illustration. Like this is the stuff. Like when you, when you embark upon the career, you know. I don't know if you were in this headspace when you were getting started, uh, but just do anything like right, to, to just yeah. draw greeting cards draw yes. a fucking coloring book if yeah. you get the opportunity just like ha- be an overall illustrator of course we're more into comic books mm-hmm. ourselves but the cool thing about being interested in comics is that it makes you a power illustrator where everything else is concerned yeah. man like if you get uh, drawing a page of comics is much harder than drawing you know a turtle a cartoon looking turtle <laughs> next to a creek yeah. For a coloring book. What we're looking at is Jack Kirby getting reps. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just, just just stretching those muscles, man, and, and figuring out how comics works. And and listen, he's going to do his little fucking E.C. Seagar Yeah, yeah, he Popeye has, he has a Popeye. And then even among these, he has a Flash Gordon, which, like, you know that's where his heart is, but he totally. does, it's called Cyclone Burke. Cyclone Burke. And it's like... Uh, it's built just like, like Buck yeah. Rogers. Yeah, he's like flying in his little biplane and then he gets like uh teleported to you know the future yeah it's it's told in captions very and, voluminous and then the captions. pirate comics and stuff i always think of like uh watchmen you know this like alternate history of like pirate comics became the dominant it might have been called the black buccaneer yeah yeah wouldn't shock me so cool seeing all these strips makes me wonder like you know did jack kirby just keep massive archives of everything he drew 
It could be. It is all the same strips you see, like in in all the different like Art of Jack Kirby books. Yeah. Like like we've seen all these before. The cool thing about this book is it's all collected in one spot. Look at this robot. You know, with like tentacles, and you know. We looked at uh, w with Warren Bernard. We made him bring in some some old uh, pulps. Yeah. And uh, got to see the pulp robots and stuff that Jack Kirby was drawing super early on. Uh, this is pretty cool, man. Where where uh, is trying to figure out like if some of these strips are pure Kirby, if there are yeah. uh, collaborative hands in, in the mix, because yeah. you would see weird stuff like. Mm -hmm. That would pop up. Abdul Jones just doesn't have a ring to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By Ted Gray. Again, that is like, uh, oh, and we get some pencils, some, some rare, you know, early, and, you know, Kirby's pencil work uh, has, you know, so much in common. Like, the inking styles sort of change the most, but the pencils change the least for Kirby. All Count right. of Monte Cristo. So some of those ones that you would see, like, uh, Will Eisner doing, you know, he was in that shop. Yeah, and that's what this period is, man. This is yeah. the Will Eisner shop. And then, and then, uh, Thiexton does a good summary of, to everybody's best guess, what Kirby's contribution is. And, and yeah. if somebody else has a hand in it that they know, uh, he tries to call that out as well. Uh, but once again, continuing those reps, man, like it's, this is very, very rough stuff. Very raw, but you see the germ, you know, like, yeah. Like, uh, see, this is what Kirby looks like when he's doing real perspective. Yeah. That's not as sexy as, like, what he grew into just doing his kind of eyeball. Putting together these big strips, try to sell them to papers, uh, end up selling them to, to, to comic publishers. Comic publisher gives Will Eisner seven bucks. Uh-huh. He keeps three bucks, gives a, gives the artist four dollars <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Wilton of West Point. And then some of the close-ups. Yeah, it, it is fun when you see, like you know later kirby sort of show up in early kirby yeah and as we progress man we're, we're getting simon kirby looking yeah. stuff in here playing with some zips early on and just you know like none of it in terms of title screams screams hit hit yeah factor, i, I think know? that was like a good thing uh with with him hooking up with joe simon because i think joe simon had a better sense of that like we talked about like blue bolt it's like Jack Kirby wasn't doing anything that was that punchy as like, oh, blue bolt, he's blue and he's got a lightning bolt, you know? Like Jack Kirby didn't have anything like that prior to working with Joe Simon. I love seeing these title treatments. Yeah. Lightning and the Lone Rider. There's like... By I, Lance Kirby, man. It, it, like, it, like, it, it says, he sounds like a cowboy. Yeah, that's his cow, cowboy persona. And these, these are a really good read. Like what I realized in this volume is like, Kirby's comic strip work is more akin to his later comics work than to the comics book work that he was doing around this time because comic books, you had to get in and out real fast. You had to have eight pages, tell your story, and be done and move on. These have an ongoing continuity, right. much like his Marvel work. So this is a much more satisfying read than most things you're going to find in his actual comic book work around this time. It has more character yeah. rather than just plot-driven, right. kind of drivel. Fun to see those pencils, huh? Yes, very fun. It's got to be. Does he hook up with Victor Fox within these pages? Yeah, Victor. Yeah, Victor Fox is, is happening because it's like he's working with Victor Fox, and then Simon is in that Victor Fox area, and then they kind of. What do we have right here, Tom? Okay, so this is Solar Legion. This is the first time Jack Kirby like signed one of his comics. Jack Kirby, uh, the printed version, uh, conveniently doesn't have that. They whited that out, but he did. He did sign it, and yeah, this this story it's like one of Kirby's early. Uh, 
space operas, he really has some time to tell these kind of stories he's known for, these like cosmic epics, and let it simmer a little bit. He does like, I think, three or four installments of this Solar Legion. Are you going to show anything so off? Then, or... Yeah, that's, that's, that's another project I have uh, coming soon, coming in September, is... Um, I've taken these Solar Legion comics and I mean, I just like fell in love with this story so much and, and the artwork within it and everything. I just felt like it was missing something. Like if you've seen the, the color version of it, it's like, you know, blasted out. The inking is rushed and, and then the panel composition is like real tight and kind of like hard to read and like the directions are, it's, it's just primitive comics. Kirby's doing high level illustration high level storytelling it's just he hasn't like figured out how to make it work in comics yet and so just to satisfy my own curiosity and because i wanted something like this i thought what if you just took this story and gave it some breathing room so what i did was i redrew it i recomposed the panels and then i gave it kind of this like pulp uh you know style to it and, and let it breathe and, and again it was just something i did just for fun just because because i'm into it and then once I was done, I was like, you know what, this, I, I think other people might like this too. And so I, I talked to a publisher and the same day they were like, let's do it. So, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to announce the publisher right now, but, uh, this is coming out in September. Uh, I got the, the Jack Kirby estate involved. I got the, the, the blessing of, of Lisa Kirby and stuff. And so uh, I'm taking all the Jack Kirby solar legion, comics and putting them together into one like deluxe issue tells the full story and uh it's it's been I, i've rebranded it rebranded it as jack kirby's star warriors starring adam star and the solar legion but again it's like i'm a huge fan of like when jack kirby goes cosmic and this is so it's so much closer to like what he was doing in the 60s and 70s than like other work he was doing at this time because shortly after this he does like enter sort of like a full partnership with Joe Simon and so much good came out of that and so many things, but this like early raw Jack Kirby, he's like a sensitive artist and stuff. And when he got involved with Joe Simon, they became like hit machines. Like we're going to be hit machines. And so a lot of the values of like sort of 1940s comics are not the values of, you know, 2023 comics readers. And so, and Jack Kirby had a lot of those values in his raw work. He just, it, it, he was able to make it more sellable with Joe Simon. And so it's this amazing moment to kind of capture. And so I tried to kind of capture it and maybe curate it a little bit to sort of, you know, present it in its best possible light. It's so. amazing, man. So, so you'll come back whenever uh, we can make uh, proper announcements and, and show things Yeah, we show can do the off. full thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe show uh, the the other issues of... Uh, yeah, compare them side by side. Yeah. 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 Uh, How Foster was out there, man. Yeah. How Foster was out there and we got some swipes from Kirby, which was... Uh, grand tradition in uh in comic books yeah co i mean comic books were in their infancy but uh comic strips were like sort of a mature art form by this point so he's piggybacking off of that the fiery mask so now uh i think fiery mask right here is a pure joe, joe simon. simon we're seeing pure joe simon um i remember this image man this, this, I, yeah. saw, I first saw this published in that uh abrams uh marvel 50th anniversary yeah. hardcover that was put out in like 1990 or something. That's just such a striking image. It's yeah. the rawness of it, seeing that as a kid yeah. really 
inspired me to draw because right. it, it looks it's so crude. You yeah, know? it's a pro you could you could actually do something in in that in that realm. And then again, the branding, like the name, the fiery man, it's just got a lot more punch than what we've seen. Like Solar Legion, just sounds very tepid to me as a title. When the main guy is named Adam Star, right. like why didn't you leave? Why isn't the comic called Adam Star? You know. Oh, so those cribs were from uh, Joe Simon, those swipes. This was a okay. Hal Foster piece. Yeah. So apologies to, <laughs> to Uncle Jack, Grandpa Jack. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing, like, it, it feels a lot like uh, Siegel and Schuster. It does, too. man. Like, and you could just tell that that's like a swipe of something. Yeah. Didn't you or, or uh, Jim? Might have been Jim. Jimmy Jim, did a Jim wing did turner? One, like, I don't, know, I don't know if it was wing. It was one of those early aviator kind of comics. I did... Cos or no, I didn't do Cosmic Carson. I did Space Smith. Right. But this is. I this think is that might even one. be in here. This this isn't bad, but there's there's like a soul to that Solar Legion stuff that this this doesn't quite wasn't doesn't quite. I, I mean, it's it's awesome. I you know, I I wouldn't mind doing one of those. But like Solar Legion just really spoke to me. Yeah. Do you don't remember the uh, look at the these titles? guys? Yeah, that's a, that's good. Uh, yeah, it was like I don't know, science com oh, crash comics. It okay. was crash comics. But like, look at this guy. And like, again, it's like getting kind of lost in the sauce. But that's a beautiful illustration. So like, you just kind of spread that out a little more. Yeah. You know? Do would you add extra art like on something like this? Would you would yeah. you add some like little pieces? Well, just just yeah, filling out Textures. the frame. The, well, filling out the frame a little. I I stayed very faithful, but I was filling out the frame the same way they would do when they're making like a paperback adaptation of like an old strip comic or yeah. something you know uh one of those like uh you know rip kirby's or or uh there's your blue bolt is is this a collaboration between simon and kirby um this this one looks like uh, back it up I, i'll know from the first page i think this is pure simon if it's Joe yeah, Simon. that's just that's pure. Yeah. That's that's Blue Bolt number one. So Greg Thixton is padding us a little bit. Right. Yeah, but it is nice to see, you know, what the combo adds up to. And and here's yeah, here's uh, that's a great the title. last of the solar. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Look at what Kirby's doing. Kirby is doing like widescreen epic comics. He's just kind of doing it, you know, in this sort of weird era, <laughs> trying, trying to cram it onto four. That guy's great. And again, <laughs> like look at this guy in the in the body of Kirby's work. Like he was doing guys like this in the seventies, right. sixties, you know. And then this amazing sea monster and stuff. Let me pull out because because this yeah, this issue's great. Uh, so I just want to. Look! Look at this piece right here, man. That that suggests that uh, they had something other than just the comic book to yeah. uh, source the material from. Oh yeah. So here's here's my take on that guy. The ears guy. The ears guy, and then some of these. I love that you use this like one like process red. Yeah. Well, because I wanted to make it like, what if back then they made like a hybrid of like pulps and graphic novels, yeah. like a pulp graphic novel. What if that existed? What would that look again? Something I did for to satisfy my own curiosity, my own, and, and accidentally created something that you know is a commercial object. You know? So cool, man! Such, such cool choices too. To like, of course, it makes sense if it's panel one on a page to have that push into yeah. this panel. But you don't, you're not bound by that here. Right. So let's get out of that page. And then check out, the, you know, making that into like almost the whole page of this little. This is going to be a special project, man. This yeah, is this I, is this is this is fantastic. My, I mean, my heart is is in this, you know. So, like again, I was a labor of. I did it, you know, for fun, for you know, for free, you know, like just 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 to uh, amuse myself. Yeah. That's a very classic image, man. The, the yeah. color the color version of that was uh, really beautifully mm -hmm. separated. 
So now we got Jack Kirby in the mix on these. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, Joe Simon was off to a strong start with it, but it gets like a depth and a breadth and, and a sensitivity when Kirby comes in. And in just a few short years, man, I mean, this dude ain't too far away from creating Captain America now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and Mercury, we get, you know, the, Kirby's, uh, you know, first sort of god. Yeah, where, where did this appear? In, in like more, like a... a journey into mystery or something like that there was hurricane like i i I, yeah i'm trying to think if mercury mercury might have been a different publisher and then hurricane was like the marvel we did that one comic that you were like this is like the marvel universe or something and and like this was okay yeah maybe backup to something okay yeah yeah maybe it was like a like a captain america backup or something yeah yeah Yeah, because it was it starts out as mercury then it becomes hurricane yeah you know what it might have been captain america one yeah the um you know the the evil god is uh you know who who is sort of this like fascist god he's um you know he's mercury i mean, not mercury he's uh a pluto you know and he's he's got he's kind of like he's kind of dark side he's kind of um you know when when pluto actually shows up in the thor comics you know it's it's kirby had certain interests certain themes he wanted to work on and spent his whole career refining and expanding on them yeah so even this stuff is is that early marvel shit yeah comet pierce all these uh buck rogers flash gordon wannabes but the aliens i mean i could see that in a star wars absolutely absolutely super cool man yeah yeah really fun just looked at the genesis period of jack kirby's young art career there's so much inspiration to pull from that Mm -hmm. you know because we know who jack kirby is we know what he turned into uh, this material is crude and has enthusiasm, and it's clearly somebody working towards a goal, but it's that great reminder, you know, like mm-hmm. like in the studio here, I have the complete bibliographies of many, many cartoonists, you know, like that's something that 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 we all have. you 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 place value in an artist, get it all. yeah. And the more interesting periods are the very, very beginnings. And the very, very ends, you know, the parts that everybody writes the most about, like it's not that it's played out, but it's, it's uh we accept that that's their yeah. best work yeah, and that's fine is there. Yeah. but the early period the final period man that that is where you get uh the the sort of the sort of most uh visceral hey, artwork though in uh x-men grand design those your your first x-men comics that you did when you were a kid that is like such a great thing right in there you know? yeah totally man uh but there it is man virgin jack kirby artwork kayfabers like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell so that we can notify you when uh new videos are available i am stan is going to be tom's uh forthcoming biographical comic on uh the great stan lee uh it is the companion piece to jack kirby epic life of the king of comics which is going to be getting a paperback uh treatment right alongside the i am stan paperback and hardcovers that are coming out in in august uh what are some of the other comics that you've worked on man um uh american barbarian go bots transformers versus gi joe godland uh uh myth of eight opus fantastic four grand design fantastic four grand design how could i forget so much great stuff out there jimmy a street angel princess of poverty coming uh out this summer it's a companion piece to street angel deadliest girl alive get uh both of these books man you got you got all of Jimmy's uh, Street Angel comics from the past 20 years. He's the author of uh, Hulk Grand Design and the artist of Plain Jane's Shoujo Manga. 
I have the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus coming out to you uh, at the end of this year. A couple collections in 2023. Celebrating the 10-year anniversary of Hip Hop Family Tree. We're, we're uh, ganging up all uh, four volumes plus 140 pages of additional material that are not in uh, those first four volumes. Drew a bunch of fresh stuff for this edition that will not be in anything else. Uh, I've done three volumes of X-Men Grand Design. We're collecting all of those into the X-Men Grand Design trilogy trade paperback that is coming out uh, in time for the holidays. Scoop that book up whenever uh, it, it comes out. Red Room is my current focus, and uh, there are two trade paperbacks out there right now. There's Red Room, uh, the Anti-Social Network, and Red Room Trigger Warnings, but this third and final season, Red Room Crypto Killers, started coming out in, in May. Uh, this is the cover to Volume 1. Here's the cover for issue number 2. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Each issue completely self-contained. So you see a Red Room comic, scoop it up, give it a shot. If you dig it, grab another one. Uh, the Patreon for Cartoonist Kayfabe is uh, where you can support Cartoonist Kayfabe channel and get access to all the videos before anybody else, thus mitigating the Kayfabe effect. In the description below, we have links to merchandise, newsletters, all sorts of stuff, our own individual Patreons and social media. Uh, without further ado, Tommy, give them the marching order so we can be on our way. Make more comics.